This this parsha of uh, the Yafas Torah is for all those of us who are captivated by Yafas Torahs. and you see among the captives, it's Kiseitze. Um, you see chapter twenty-one about Deuteronomy. Um, and you see what? Aishas Yafas Toar. Now, how is that translated? A, a woman who is a beautiful of form. A beautiful woman. Yafas Torah. We've had that elsewhere in Torah by other women that were Yafas Torah, right? Uh, Esther and, um, and, Esther and Jacob. Ja Esther was green. Uh, and, and Jacob sees Rachel. Okay, but so now look at, the, look at the grammar that he uses. Ro'iso, you see with your eyes. Choshaktobo, you desire her. You're filled with this passion, desire. Then, velokachto lecho'isha. And there's a big machloikis whether this is, this is called the Be'ila Rishona. First you had relations with her, and then you have to separate her, or were you not allowed to have relations with her first? But Sounds you like you take her, but Separate. yeah, right. <laughs> so we're going to come to that. But I want you to understand that there are three things employed in desire. This is about the anatomy of desire. Number one, you see something, right? This is why we have this whole business uh, for the internet. You see inappropriately. Then, choshakto, it inflames the heart to desire, and then. It ends up in a maisa. So the anatomy in, this, in, the, in the Torah's mind of the anatomy of desire is both visual, emotional desire, and then action. The head, the heart, and the lower parts. The three things. Now, in Kabbalah... <coughs> Does it have to go in that order? <laughs> <laughs> now, in Kabbalah, everything that is for Ra and for Avera is also for Kedusha. Mm -hmm. So have that in mind. Now, the Zoya Chodosh, and I don't want to get into the literal business, but once you've done that, so then you have to bring her into your house, and now three things occur. Three things occur. Number one, facing the eyes, what do you do? You make the visual unseemly. Why? Well, hair has a lot to do with desire. So you take the hair off. You completely make her bald. What does that do to your eyes? It detracts and takes away from the visual stimulation. The hands, the hands face the heart. Now you let the nails grow. So what happens to that? Oh, your desire diminishes. And then finally, paralleling the third of You take off these hot red garments from the red light district that she's waiting for the soldiers to come by, right? You take those off so that the action of removing the garments, right? The first two is cut her hair, that's the eyes. Let her nails grow, that's passive. That takes away the desire. But then you actually, you take off her hot pink polka dot bikini, right? You take it off and that takes away from the action. 
And she cries for her mother and her father. Yerach Yomim. What is Yerach Yomim? And this is where, I don't want to get into the literary, uh, but at this point, the Zoya Chodesh says the most amazing thing, which just blew my mind. Ubachso esavio v'esimo yerech yomim comes along the Zoya and says, Zehu yerach elul. She cries for her mother and her father a month of days. That month is elul. So I'm saying, what? what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Where you? You know, Rosh Hashimah teaches us the, the deepest aspects of Torah. But I never, in a month of Sundays, or a month of Elul's, would have equated that the month that she has to cry for her mother and her father should have anything to do with the month of Elul. What is the Yerach Yomim that she's crying for her mother and her father to do with Elul? So to understand that, we have to understand that we're not just talking about any shivya. It's not just about a vanquishing soldier marching into town and seeing a beautiful girl. It's that in the pshat level. But the question is, what does that mean on the drush level and on the soid level? So Rashi tells us, quoting the Tanfuma, that this has to do with the Yetzirah. Oh, so it has to do with the Yetzirah. It's not just about the sin of this particular taking of Pnuya or a woman as a harlot, whatever, but it has to do with the anatomy of all desire and the anatomy of all sin. That is, there's something archetypal about this exemplar of the Yefas Torah that has a, an archetypal relationship to all sin and to all fixing. Meaning that at every level of sin, there is the eyes and the heart and the action, or in what the Balatanya would say, Chabad, which is the, the mentations, the mentalities, the heart, which is Chagat, which is the <coughs> emotional uh, soul, and Nahi, which is the action, the Maisa. That means if we're now saying that this isn't just about that particular incident, it's about a paradigm for all sin. Oh, so now I can understand that the Yerach Yomim must have something to do with Elul, which is, has to do with Tshuva. Then comes along the Arizal and says, actually, the woman is not just any woman. It's the Neshama. Veshaviso Shivya means the Neshama is stuck in the goof. That is the imprisonment of the neshama. Obazoi, what am I doing? She is stuck. You have desired her, meaning what? She is stuck in the goof of the Gashmias. That is the seduction. She has been seduced by being forced into this world, into the body. And therefore, she's now captive in the body. And therefore, she has been polluted by the body with the eyes of vision, meaning that by me looking at inappropriate things, I have somehow sullied the neshama. By desiring inappropriate things, I have sullied her. 
and by acting inappropriately, I have sullied her. Or by Zoe then taking her into her father's house for a Yerach Yomim is the process of tshuva. By doing what? By fixing the visual, meaning removing the hair. By fixing the heart, by letting the nails grow. And by fixing my action is by removing those clothes, the levushim. So there is a kind of parallel here that's going on uh, between um, that. If we take it to the meta-historical level, then the Megalia Mukas tells us that this actually has to do with the Chet of Egot. Ah, so now it's not on the individual archetype, it's now on the national archetype, meaning the Eishe Shifas Torah then is the Shechina. By sinning at the Chet of the Egel, I had done three different things. I had sinned by seeing. Why? Eile Elokecho Yisrael. Look, the Jews are looking at the golden calf. That's the visual. I sinned by the desire because by it said by the ego they got up to make joy, which meant arias. They started inappropriate behavior, meaning the initial thing was an pagam in emuna. It was a philosophical thing that they had. Moshe didn't come. We need a substitute. It's all in the head. But then the moment result of that was oh, everything's muta now. It's a different religion. Oh, sexual immorality. That's vayoku. That's the heart. And then they removed their garment, which is the keter of Torah. They took it off. So those three things had to be fixed. And the fixing of that happened between the 40 days between Tisha B'Av and Rosh Chodesh Elul, or Yom Kippur, Rosh Chodesh, uh, Tisha B'Av and, and Yom Kippur, or Rosh Chodesh Elul and Yom Kippur, sorry, that Moshe Rabbeinu was using Elul specifically of Vayechal Moshe Espenei Hashem Elokov in order to ask for forgiveness. So we see that there's a symmetry between the individual level, that is the neshama that's in the body, and that the Shekhinah, in the, in the time of the Cheta Egel was dragged into the sin and therefore had to be fixed through the 40 days or the Chodesh of Elul until Yom Kippur. How was the Shekhinah dragged in? So that comes to the, my last level. That is, Pshat is the historical narrative. Drush is the way I can internalize that and answer the individual level. Remes is the way I project that onto the national level. And now I want to come to the notion of Sod, which is that everything that's taking place here is Mamish taking place to the divine. That everything that's happening down here is happening upstairs. So what's happening upstairs? <coughs> so the Magale Amukos, remember the Magale Amukos was P. Shalosh from the Arizal. The first, uh, the earliest Talmud of the Arizal was Rav Nachman Sarug. Sarug went to Italy. He then came to Kruka and in Krakow and taught the Megalia Mukas, Rav Nosson Nota Shapira. He's actually buried in the cemetery uh, nearby the, uh, the, the Ramor. In the Ramor Cemetery, you have the Tosfus, the, 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 the Tiferet Tosfus Yontav, you have the Ramor, and you have the Megalia Mukas. And on his grave, I saw it with my own eyes, it says, Hoyo Gilu Eliyahu. 
So the Megalia Mukus, who's perish on the Torah, I usually do about two or three lines and then he's already flying. I mean, I just can't handle the gematrias and all the associations. He says a very interesting Shiloh. When the Abishta promised Avram Avinu, I'm going to give you Eretz Yisrael, but your children are going to Mitzrayim and they're going to be there for 400 years. But afterwards they will go out with a Rechush Godol and they will come to the land. What's, what's missing in that whole promise? Matan Torah. Where's the promise for Matan Torah in that promise to Avram Avinu? Comes along the Megalia Mukus and says, you don't get it. First of all, every Yid is connected with the Shoirish of his Neshama to one of the Oseus of Torah. So there are 600,000 Yid and there are 600,000 letters. So letters in the Torah. He says, don't think that that can be given as a matana. Torah cannot be acquired as a gift. I can give you Eretz Yisrael. I can give you your freedom. But I cannot give you Torah. Torah has to be acquired through suffering. Only after they came out of Golis Mitzrayim were they zoicher to Matan Torah, which was Torah Shebech Comes along the Megalia Mukus and adds, what happened to Torah Shebech Torah Shebaal Peh was only acquired after the Golos of Bovel. Through the Golos of Bovel, through the suffering of Bovel with Ezra, when they came back, they were Zoiche to Torah Shebaal Peh, the way Ratzodok gives us the history of Torah Shebaal Peh. Comes along Ratzodok Luria, he's an anical of the Lurias and the Radal, and writes, and what about Torah Sanista? Ah, Torah Sanista comes with Rajbi. And I wanted to suggest after Gerush Sfarad, after the Spanish Inquisition, there was the Megillui of the Torah of Rajbi. And I would add now, after this horrible Churban that we just went through 70 years ago, there has to be a new Gilui of Torah that we never had before. Our compatriots in Chabad tell us that's the Gilui of the Torah of Mashiach. It yes, yes to be, yet to be tested. But for clearly, the way the Megale Mukos is looking at Jewish history, the Gilui of Torah comes through Jewish suffering. And through every period of Jewish suffering, a new Gilui arises that was never there before. Okay. So, Bazaar, you can hear that with Am Yisrael comes the Oseus of Torah. Those osios of Torah are revealed in each of us. Each of us carries as an archetype a Merkava for that ois in Torah. And with that ois, depending on what we, we do, is what gets revealed. What is the gilui that happens through that individual suffering? Obazoi, we can understand, and the deepest level of what's going on here is it's all about the Shrina consciousness. That is... Let's go back and read the, the parasha. And now we're reading it al soid, And then I'll stop. It's a chapter what? So now let's read it again. What is that milchama? It is the milchama of the Shechina consciousness within each of us. 
It's the milchama of the soul in the body. It's the milchama that Yidin have to go through each of their goliyos. It's not that it's not the pshat isn't right. It's deep pshat. It's the notion of deep pshat. So that you going out into a battle, meaning everything that we go through, everything a Yid goes through, the Shekhinah is also going through with you because you have an ois of Torah in the Shekhinah. The ois of Torah, right? Therefore, whatever you're going through in these battles, she's going through. And when you go through that, she is the captive just like you are a captive. There's no splitting in Soid. In Spoid, whatever's happening to you is happening to the Divine. So us going through Golos Mitzrayim and Golos Bovel and Gerush Svad and the Churban of the Yemach Shemom on our time is happening to her. Do you see how the tone has completely changed from sin and guilt and all the fixing of that, right? Now we are identified, we are the little dove that's the Nikras Hatsur, we are captivated in that rock. That if we go inside, the serpent will kill us, as the Medrash says. If we go outside, the vultures waiting for us. We are, Am Yisrael is the Nikras Hatsur. The Ra'is of Bashivyo. In that blotter, you see the Shechina. Eishe Sivastor. V'choshaktobo. But she is of desire. What do you do? V'heveisol toch beisecho. You have to do the process of refining the Shekhinah within. And that is done through the threefold process of refining the Chabad, the Chagat, and the Nahi. The mentalities, the emotionalities, and the actions. The Shaviso Sheli. So now we understand. Is the father and the mother upstairs? We have a father and a mother just like we have one downstairs. We have Kutchabricha and Shechina upstairs. The crying for them, not the crying for myself and what I'm such an addict and I'm such a this and I'm beating up on myself. Elul is Ani Ladodi Vadodi Li. It is the month in which I cry for my mamala and my papala. And so I wanted to suggest. This is Lefianius Daiti, that we're actually talking about the month of crying. That's from her perspective. What's going on in the soldier's mind during that month? Anticipation, an increase in desire. It increases the desire. Remember, I said. What, why does the Medrash say that us going out of Mitzrayim and counting seven weeks is like a woman waiting Shiva Nakiyim? So one way is to say, well, she's dirty, she's polluted, you just came out of Mitzrayim. How could you keep be Makabal Torah? You just came out of Mitzrayim, you're full of blood, you just finished bleeding, you have to wait seven days of... No, the other way around. The seven days that we're waiting for each other is increasing my desire for my beloved at Har Sinai. And that's what I want to suggest here that she waits the, tw the 30 days so that his desire for her mamish increases through that. And that's the secret of Elo, and that's what Rajbi told us is the secret of the Yomim Yerach Yomim. The Yerach Yomim, the 30 days that she is having to sit there and cries is the process in which my neshama is crying. The shechina, I'm crying for the Shekhinah, not for myself. 
and crying for her. If I'm crying for her, then the desire of the Rabboni Shalom for me is likewise increased over that month till I get to Rosh Hashanah. And that's what I believe the secret of the Yerach Yomim is. The secret of Elul is the increasing of the desire for the beloved. Not through beating yourself up, not through the guilt process, not through Atzvus, but through the Simcha of realizing that I'm coming to the coronation on Rosh Hashanah. Thank you. The opinion that the soldier goes ahead and has relations with her once before the it doesn't. I'm not going like the Rambam. Exactly. Everyone should have a wonderful year, month. And focus on the Shekhinah and focus on the desire. Amen.